0: The Jaguars make a move at quarterback. I'm Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars, and this is your Jaguars report. Man, the Jacksonville Jaguars needed to do something at quarterback after Nick Foles was injured Sunday and is out for at least the next 10 weeks with a broken clavicle. Gardner Minshew is the starter after going 27 to 25 for 250-some-odd yards and two touchdowns in his NFL debut. So the Jaguars traded a fifth-round pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers for Josh. Dobbs to be the backup interesting that they did this knowing that there are other guys out on the market however Jacksonville probably likes the fact that Dobbs is a little bit uh, of a mobile quarterback and he has a very high intelligence level because this system that they run has been known to be a little bit complicated so it's Joshua Dobbs in as the backup for the Jacksonville Jaguars But if he sees the field, the Jaguars are in even more trouble because no one wins with backup quarterbacks. Not in this day's age uh, can you win with – most teams don't win with one backup, but you definitely won't be able to win uh, with a third-string quarterback. Uh, It's very, very difficult to do that, especially uh, in a league where uh, your third-string quarterback does not get a lot of repetitions. Uh, And, uh, you know, in the case of Joshua Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs uh, has not been in camp Uh, this entire time with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it will be very, very difficult for him to be able to step on that field and be expected to lead this team to any sort of uh, reasonable uh, form of victory. But the Jags have other issues, and and some of those issues are uh, discipline. They have to be a more disciplined football team, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, uh, especially this week. Um, We just watched last night with the uh, Houston Texans. they they look explosive. The Houston Texans look explosive. Uh, 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 Tennessee went to Cleveland, and Tennessee uh, scored 40 points on the road against Cleveland in a victory. And, you know, Indianapolis looked pretty good also, you know, and they looked uh, pretty explosive themselves, and they lost to the L.A. Chargers. But this division is very, very tough. The, the AFC South, I used to joke around and call it the Mountain West of, the uh, I used to call it the Mountain West of the NFL, but it, it's no longer the Mountain West of the NFL. The, these teams are very, very good. They're very, very super competitive and uh lots of speed and lots of explosiveness. So every single week when you come out to play in the AFC South, it, it's going to be extremely difficult. Jags did come out of the, the game outside of Nick Foles, uh, and, and that's a big one now. Uh, I don't want to downplay that at all, but they came out of that game relatively healthy and um, – that that's a good thing for them that they came out of that game relatively healthy outside of the quarterback position because they're going to need everyone else um, in a support position for uh, Gardner Minshew moving forward. I mean, it, it it just has to be that way. Uh, going forward, everyone has to – they're going to have to have the, the, the best of everyone. Uh, the contributions from everyone are going to have to – let's just put it like this. You're going to need a major increase in production – from a lot of people that normally, even if they produce at a high, a very high level, they're going to have to step that up uh, because this kid is actually going to need uh, a lot of help. Now, to his credit, Doug Marone hasn't seemed to buckle. In fact, he hit you with the ish happens quote. And uh, that that's that former player in him. And what that is and what I mean by that is that's where you just know you have to dig down. You have to dig down and you have to find. You have to find that resolve to, to move on past injuries. And nobody's going to feel sorry for you in this league. Just, you know, when they come out there and line up Sunday, so the other team is going to try to bust them in the mouth. Nobody's going to feel sorry for them. So you're going to be a sitting duck and you're going to sit there and feel sorry for yourself. Or are you going to go out and play uh, like your, your entire life and your career depended on it? And I think, you know, to a certain degree, I think Doug is coaching for his future. Uh, but I kind of think he's the guy that kind of looks at that that way Every day, anyway, I don't believe Doug Monroe's the type of guy who does not believe uh, that every single game uh, could be his last one. You know, when you when you come from where he came from, he's an old offensive lineman and he played the game at an extremely high level. You have to think that uh, there's a part of him that understands injuries and and how you have to uh, regroup. And I think that the biggest thing for him is how do you get the other players to believe in it and buy in? Do they feel sorry for themselves? Are they quietly, even though they're saying the right things publicly, are they quietly saying, man, there goes our season. We got to try to hold this thing together. I see people saying Minshew needs to get this thing to four and six and, and 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 get this thing to four and six until Foles comes back. I think Minshew needs to try to go nine and one. That that That's his thought process, and that should be the team's thought process moving forward, that he needs to try to go nine and one in order for this club uh to be successful and Nick Foles will come back and do what Nick Foles does and let's get hot at the end of the year try to carry this team into the playoffs. So all optimism isn't lost, but woo man, it's 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 hard to stay enthusiastic when you've been looking all season uh at this guy being your quarterback after five years of Blake Bortles and then on in the first quarter of the first game this happens. A big question I want to ask is this. And, I, and I'll let you ponder this, um, is this defense as good as they think they are or as most of us believe they are? That's the question I'm going to answer in just a second. Hey, this is your man T-Wig, and I want to tell you something about my friends over at MyBookie. Let me ask you a question. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up and keep walking? Of course you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's what I don't get. That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it. When you're betting, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys this if I didn't do it myself. You know, you got to do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. But you can actually bet with games after kickoff that's right you can actually bet on games after kickoff and if by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose you can always just take the other side man that's wild i can't believe you can just switch it up but you can because you can win some money so you go and you go on my bookie you need to use the promo code locked on to activate the offer the promo code is locked on if you join now my bookie will double your first deposit visit mybookie.ag today where you play you win And you get paid. Segment two here on Locked on Jaguars. Big question. How good is this defense really? And and what I mean by that is uh, not only with player and personnel, but with the coaching staff. We're going to break that down a little bit. And, uh, you know, and, and how good is the scheme? How good are the players in the scheme? How good of a mix of veterans uh, do they have with the young players? You have to start asking all of these questions because we've seen a few times now, especially over the last two years, where this defense just didn't live up to the to the hype, especially uh, it, this actually goes back to the, the fourth quarter of the 2017 championship game where you know, they let they, they let the team down, honestly. The Jaguars gave up too many points. They gave up a, a big-time fourth-down conversion, fourth and 18. In fact, that should never happen when you have a great pass rush and you have good secondary players, by the way, but it did. So we have to look at the fact that we have to start taking a good, close, hard look at how, how good – this defense is. Uh, you're not as good as your your totally best performance. And I always say this with quarterback play, you're not as good as your best performance, but you're also not as bad as your worst. It's usually what where you where you measure up is usually the balance of that middle part. How good are you consistently from a from day to day or from week to week? And you can't have this big variance. You can't have in big games like that, that was a big game Sunday where you where, where you're not good at all, and you can't have this big variance uh, in in games that don't matter where you get ten sacks, and then you can't have it within the game. It's the game within the game, and what I mean by that is not even from week to week. It's from quarter to quarter, or from situation to situation. Uh, that could be bothersome. That could be bothersome for any any coach and any team, if you're expecting the defense to be good. is this big narrative, and I was a part of it. I ain't going to even lie. I'll, I'll admit right now that I was one of those guys that said, man, with this defense, they keep this team alive. All you got to do is just uh, give them 21 points and they'll win. I was one of those people that said that and, and just kept singing that, and, and it doesn't necessarily look like that's true at this point. So you have to question, you have to wonder how good this defense really is uh, so let's take a look at it. Um, let's go back to front. Let's go back to front. Is Jalen Ramsey a great player? Yes. Is he one of the best athletes in the entire league? Yes. So are guys like Marshawn Lattimore playing corner. But guess what? You get beat by great receivers. Uh, Sammy Watkins is a great talent who played well the other day. And Tyreek Hill is a great receiver also. So you get a healthy Sammy Watkins, he's going to get you, you know, you're going to get beat anyway, especially when. I tell people all the time when, when you go to practice and you watch or you're at training camp and guys are getting beat and they're not at their best, that's what the Jaguars looked like the other day on the field. So my point is is do did they did they in, in in terms of trying to keep everyone healthy? Is it is it a case of what happened was is that you didn't get these guys enough reps and then you go out there and you put them out there against one of the two or three most prolific offenses and they just weren't twitched up and ready to play. They hadn't got that stuff out of the system yet that you usually see happen in training camp. That's a possibility. It's also a probability in terms of what could and could not have occurred. So we have to really look at that as a part of it. And I'm not making excuses for them. I don't care who you are. You're going to get plays made on you. But you can't get to the point where teams make a play on you all day and make a living coming to your side or, or, or finding you and looking at you and, and, and see, this is the guy we want right here. We're going to go after him every single play. That's when it becomes dangerous. To me, the guy that struggled more than anything the other day was A.J. Bouye, and, and I like A.J. a lot as a football player. But it seemed like I, every time I looked up, I saw number 21. He was a, he was a half step behind and he was chasing people. Um, Jalen Ramsey does get credit for being physical and knocking Tyreek Hill out of the game with a hard tackle. Uh it wasn't dirty, but it was a hard, hard tackle. It's one of those if you want to catch the ball, okay, but you're gonna see me all day and you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with this work, this physicality. And he rolled him over and he hurt him and now Tyreek's out for a few weeks. So that's the physicality that Jalen brings. Uh but I don't know, man. Uh DJ Hayden didn't look good in the slot. Uh I just saw too many guys in the secondary chasing people. So th- now we move to the middle of the field with Ronnie Harrison and Jared Wilson. Two young guys that this is the first time they began the season uh, as starters. Uh, they're not the Jaguars aren't the first team to play a, a second and third year player as, as uh, their starting safeties now. So I'm not gonna use the inexperience, or they should have kept a veteran. Uh, obviously, what happens is in these situations you make choices as a team. The choice that the Jaguars made in this situation was they're gonna go with a youth movement, youth and speed over experience and the the navigation system. Did it work? Uh, doesn't look like it, but that doesn't mean that if they kept it the way it was last year, it was going to work either because those guys in church and Gibson will let guys get behind them too. So now you come with, okay, if it's not necessarily the players or if it's, it's part of their fault and it's not, what is it? Is it holding them out of practice uh, for the preseason or holding them out of games trying to get them healthy? Is it believing their own press clippings, which I, I think that's a little bit overrated because guys don't want to go out there and get embarrassed every week? Or is it something else? Is it a combination of scheme? Is its is it you're not playing to their strengths or uh, you, you, you're just getting play called to death by guys like Andy Reid that really know how to go out there and get it in? So I don't know. I, I don't necessarily have the answers for, for those guys on the back seven, I, you know, but – you have to start asking these questions because these offenses are getting more and more explosive every single week. And it looks like no one can play defense anymore. Uh, As I looked around the league, like last night, New Orleans got the ball with 30 seconds left and went like 40 yards and kicked the field. No one can play defense anymore. It seems like no one can stop anybody. The linebackers, I think the depth behind the starters is atrocious. And this is something that the Jaguars have had a practice of doing in this regime they don't invest a lot in the linebacker position it's almost like they look at it the way a lot of people around the league look at running backs Oh, you can find a guy well apparently you can't just find a guy you have to get i look at the team i look at when i talk about linebackers and how they have a bunch of them are the dallas cowboys they got a whole bunch of guys that can play and they got guys running around and they're not giving up the middle of the field when you watch them play so i think the jaguars made a misstep in that area defensive linemen. Have they overemphasized pass rush? I don't know if you can you can necessarily say that, but I tell you this, if teams are able to get the ball out quick, it doesn't matter you could have Lawrence Taylor, Yannick Ngakwe uh Von Miller, it does not matter. If a quarterback can go back there and on a on a third step drop, on a three step drop when he plants his back foot, if he can let that ball go, you could have Deacon Jones, LC Greenwood, it won't matter. They won't get there fast enough. So, what do you do schematically to prevent that from happening? You may have to do some things that are uncharacteristic. That means blitzing. That means having a guy that's blitzing the quarterback that's unaccountable. That's unaccounted for. You're going to have to take those corners that are pro bowlers and and, and making all pros and all that. You're going to have to take those guys and you have to match those guys up one on one, bumping bump and run in your face and say you're on an island you need to stop him and then roll your coverages the other way and just get after him you got to take chances you cannot sit back and just think that your base uh, personnel is automatically going to whip these people because that's not going to happen because guess what when you start selling out like that and you start doing that you got to worry about something else screens draw plays uh reverses so look you know, it's it's okay for us to question the defense and question the scheme and to question the coaches and to question the way it's all built. I'll tell you what, if over the next three weeks, if they don't improve, you're going to see people start screaming from the rafters. Most people, like the fans, will blame the players, but you have to actually start looking and thinking a little bit deeper in order to figure out exactly what it is you know that the problem what what the the problem is i know i didn't have a problem the other day at the game Uh, sitting in the press box i had a very good view and uh, vivid seats wants to make sure that every time you go to a game or an event you have a memory that lasts a lifetime you need to let visit vivid seats uh and the app if you go on your play store or whatever and download the app it'll help you get your favorite live event Enter promo code kickoff at checkout and receive a discount up to $100 with vivid seats. We're going to take a very vivid look at the offense and how we move forward. That's right. We're going to take a vivid look at the offense and how we move forward just a second. All right, welcome back to the third segment of Locked on Jaguars. Okay, look, what do we do? All right. Quarterbacks hurt. Nick Foles is hurt. What do you do? You're going to give up? You're going to quit? I, I, I assume that that's the message that is is being pushed out right now by the coaching staff, by the position coaches, and by the captains of this team. You know, you, you saw enough the other day from Gardner Minshew that you know at least, at the very least, I know a lot of people want to say he's the next Tom Brady already. Uh, okay, all right, whatever, okay? Look, the, at the very least, you saw – that he's competent, that he's cool, that he knows how to make the throws and run the offense. I think that he's competent, he's cool, is, is, and he's mature, and he played for Mike Leach in a passing offense, and he knows how to get the ball out of his hand, and that he's mobile. I think all of that stuff actually helps him more than the fact that he can make all the throws, because I don't think he can make them all. I, I've seen him stick it in there, and I've seen the ball come out really quick. But I've also seen uh, in the preseason, I saw the outpasses be a little bit soft. And I saw him get a little bit rattled once he started getting hit. But the most important thing for me is, usually when you get, like for instance, if you played Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke or somebody right now, they got all of that talent. They got all of that talent. But the thing about having all of that talent is this. Can you stay focused and not get rattled? So the biggest thing right now is, and one of the optimistic things that the that the Jaguars can look forward to is the fact that he he at least doesn't get rattled. He and he's also a chalkboard guy. He's extremely extremely smart, and DiFilippo seems to understand exactly what he does right and what he do, what he doesn't do. And he's not going to put him in position to not do those things. Now, when you play a team that that's going to exploit that, and when you play a team that's going to uh, if you play a team that's going to make it hard and make it difficult for you to do the things that you want to do and they're going to force you to do the things that you don't like to do, then it'll get a little bit rough. But in terms of right now, the optimistic side of this is you got a guy who, in layman's terms, he doesn't give a damn. And I think sometimes you need that dude. And and what I call is that's a gamer. Look, Bortles had a little bit of that. And I always used to say that about Blake. Bortles had that look, I don't give a damn attitude, but the only thing he could do is get in his getaway car and run. He you didn't really want him throwing the ball a lot because he just couldn't he couldn't throw. And his throws looked like he didn't give a damn. Okay. But the thing with with, with Gardner, it's like, look, I don't care about the pressure. And I and I do believe that's the thing about him that gives you optimism. It's just it's, and it's a little bit of the unknown now because teams had a little bit of a book on foes. And I think what you saw, even in the game, where you saw is, look, he ain't going to try to get away. He ain't going to run. So you can kind of pin your ears back and go after him a little bit and try to just knock him off his square and make him throw the ball without his feet being set. You, know, you can't necessarily do that with this kid. You can't necessarily do that with, with this guy because it's a little bit of the unknown. Now, here's some of the things that that you you'll see happen. What you see happen is you see a lot of batted balls because Minshew's about six feet tall, if that much. Okay, I stood right next to him. I'm 5'11 and 7'8, and he's looking. I'm looking him dead in the eye. So you got to worry about the batted balls. You really can't put him in a whole lot of first and 20s. You got to watch the holding penalties. The first and 15s, you're going to see him do a lot of, uh, they're going to, they're going to, probably pass it on first downs and get the ball out into the flat and get the ball to the tight ends and hit the shallow crosses to DD and Conley. They're probably going to do a lot of that stuff to put themselves in second and five a lot. And then you can run Leonard, and now you're in third and two. And even if the play breaks down, you have a mobile quarterback who can scramble and get you two yards. And that's what you're going to see. This Jaguars are now going to be a first down team, as opposed to a potential big play team with Nick Foles. They're going to be a first down team. And they're going to need to be that way to keep the defense off the field and to keep these explosive offenses, especially early in the year that they have to play. They're going to have to be able to keep them off the field. So I look forward to that being the plan. The plan is to be a first down team. First downs are, are, are just as important as touchdowns uh, right now if you're Jacksonville because you can keep drives going and keep the ball. And if you get first downs, now you get closer. You can start game planning a little bit. And then what will happen is for me is, you'll be able to take some shots. And when you're able to take some shots, you saw what happened the other day with DJ Chark going down the sideline uh, wide open. Uh, And and Chris Conley hitting some nice passes where he's catching the ball running around on the opposite hash. And he he can run. The, The thing about it is you have receivers now that absolutely know how to run. So that's also extremely important with the run after the catch if you're going to throw a lot of short passes. So I look for a heavy dose of that. A heavy, heavy dose of Leonard Fournette both running and catching the ball. I won't give Leonard too much of a hard time uh, for the fumble that he had the other day because that was the first lost fumble of his career. Now, he did have another ball bounce off his helmet on, on you know, when he didn't turn around quick enough. So they got to get that timing down him and Minshew. But because the running back is, is trying to sell it as if he's running the ball and then he's blocking. You want to turn late. You don't want to give too many tails with that. He hadn't turned around yet because Minshew had a little bit of pressure and Gardner hit him uh, in the head. But the ball it bounced up and Frank Clark got an interception. So you want to limit the turnovers if you're the Jaguars. You want to be a first down team. You want to score first downs before you can score touchdowns. Because if you score first downs, your field goal, you score first downs, you have an automatic field goal kicker. So now you can you can start to get points. And then you can put your defense in a position where they're not playing from behind like they were the other day. Kansas City could have very well been up 17 to nothing if uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't try his Magic Johnson no-look pass to Travis Kelsey. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's exactly what you do not want, especially with Nick Foles being out and Gardner Minshew being more of a manager type who's going to move around, do some bootlegs. To me, everybody's saying Drew Brees and – baker may and i'm thinking like stop it you, you're talking about a first ballot top seven quarterback of all time and then you're talking about another kid that was the first overall pick because he he has those physical tools he has that brett farm strong gun at arm don't don't let's not do that this is more of a kirk cousins situation for me and this is what kirk cousins was when he came out of michigan state he was more ready to play than a lot of other players, the people that were playing RG three in front of him, not as talented, but more ready to play. So you have to wonder if there's a ceiling for him. A lot of guys come in ready to play, but the reason why they are never really given um, they're never really given the keys to to the vehicle is because there's just a limit to what they they're ever going to be able to do, and there's a ceiling to their talent so uh, as a prospect so that's what i mean so you know him being ready to play the jaguars can probably still go out here be and be efficient enough offensively that they can compete in some games they're not going to lose it's almost like a jacoby Brissett situation right now while he's not as talented as the other guy you can still get your stuff off and you can still run your stuff chase daniel is is a real good and uh, is a real good comparison. You know, Daniel. I think Mitchell might have thrown more passes the other day than Daniel did in his career. But Chase Daniel is one of those guys that all of these West Coast coaches, all of these Andy Reid disciples, they always kept Chase Daniel around because he's that type of dude. And you can see one day that Gardner Mitchell, Chase Daniel, and Kirk Cousins these are going to be the guys that are going to be the next level Sean McVays when they stop playing because they know how the game is supposed to be played and they could go to the chalkboard and do things. Well, and Minshew has an advantage over all of those guys I just mentioned. He has legs and he can run and he's cool and he's calm. And his story is interesting because he's been through so much stuff that, you know, all of the jumping around and moving around and man, he's playing with house money. So I think the Jaguars will be okay for, you know, the interim. Uh, it doesn't mean that they can win. Uh, with him it doesn't mean they can win it with him or win the division but what it does is they can look confident and they could be a good a good solid football team and that's the thing that I was uh, trying to tell people people thought I was putting down Minshew wasn't putting down Minshew I just think when you're a team that is built to win right now with a coach that needs to win right now with players that's coming up for contracts and that window uh, that opened up in 2017 Uh, you want that window to stay open or either be pushed open. What you need is you need to do what Philly did last year when they had Nick Foles as their backup. Have a Nick Foles as your backup. And then have Gardner Minshew as your third quarterback. That's all I ever said because I really believe that this team uh, can get by with just solid play at that position Uh, because of the way it's built and because of everything that's around it. So we'll see. This is the Tuesday edition of Locked on Jaguars. You guys, uh, I appreciate everyone being in. I need your questions, though, for Fan Friday. So send your Fan Friday questions and hit me up on Twitter at ShopTalkingWig, and we'll get those out. Shout out, too, also to my man Demetrius, who writes for Locked on Jaguars, who's really been putting a lot of work in and giving us a lot of good content and information on the website as well as Uh, on Locked On Jaguars and on social media. So uh, until the next edition, we're going to sign off and we're going to get some more information for you guys for Locked On Jaguars. Tune in to Locked On Jaguars every day for your Jaguars information on the Locked On NFL Network.